Hey everyone, and welcome to the 23rd ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. I am back, I am your host Squiggy, and I am joined by Slezo and Laura. Hello you two fantastical people. Hello! How are you both? I'm okay. (laughs) I don't sound okay. I'm trying not to do a Geordie accent, I'm fighting an urge, I'm sorry. I'm okay like that. Yeah, I'm not. Nowhere I'd rather be right now than recording this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. For those who don't know, we know that is not true. But we'll just we'll just go with it anyway. Did you did you miss me while I was away? I was devastated. I honestly made a shrine. I sure did, Darren. <laughs> wow. Wow, thanks, Steve. Hey. Um, so yeah, so I've just been thrown off by that now. Thanks, Lazo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is the Lagging Behind podcast coming to you every other Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. You can follow us on Twitter at Behind Lagging, um, and we'll talk about all of our other socials a little bit later on. Um, but as it is a new episode, and as we do every episode, should we jump straight into what we've been playing? So nice two-week break to play some games. So Lazo, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so I pretty much, if you listen to the last episode, I've pretty much done exactly what I said I was going to do at that time. So I've now platinumed Pathless. Um, it's definitely not worth the £30 asking price it has on PSN. It's like a £15 game, probably, if I'm being honest. But uh, the end, the ending, kind of the final sequence and the final boss battle is kind of good fun. Uh, the last area was neat because they finally increased the difficulty of some of the puzzles. So it wasn't just stand here to shoot arrow in right place you actually had to move some things and think about it a little bit more although it's a bit too little too late at that point to be like ah now there's slightly more complex like the game's over what are you why are you now thinking that you should probably make the difficulty a little harder um honestly the hardest part was probably just finding everything in the final area because it's pretty huge and even your sonar starts playing tricks on you so there was one thing hidden behind some other things i completed which wasn't properly showing up unless i was at a very specific angle so that was like an hour of like where the shit is it but uh, uh yeah it's, it's, it's a neat game just not don't buy it on full price i would imagine it'll be on ps plus before the end of the year uh i also went back and wrapped up the last little bits of crown tundra on pokemon shield so i got necrozma in the dynamax adventures to complete mystery note question mark after having managed to have some of the worst RNG luck possible and pulling like 50 of the 55 legendaries you can get before him. It's like, well, did brilliantly there. But uh, then did the Star Tournament, which is essentially the tag battle tournament with all the trainers in the game, which was a fun little last hurrah, and you get to see lots of nice, neat little interactions, and you get to tag team with up all your favorites from the journey. Had kind of hoped this would be where they'd stick in some of the uh, trainers from the other version as well for a final little nod, so like, as I played Shield, I was hoping like B, Gordy, and I can't remember her name, but the uh, sword equivalent of Avery would be in there. But uh, nope, just stuck with your version's trainers again. But uh, it did also mean that the, for the first time since like Pokemon Ruby, I have a level 100 squad, finally. So uh, that was a nice little fun bit. And uh, the other thing I've been playing, uh, me and some friends have been going back into Apex Legends. So now in Season 8. It has a really kind of cool new kind of futuristic map, which has loads of like cherry blossom trees on it and stylish glass buildings. So that's really fun to run around and shoot. I've been using Loba this season because it seems like her shop's been 
really buff now so i think it's got both a bigger range and you can pick up as much ammo as you want from it in the surrounding area so that has been a lot of fun to play and she's actually a lot more useful now although um the other thing is like because we're like eight seasons in there's a lot of mechanics in the game now especially in the season pass and it's just like no i'm i'm good why are there like a bajillion currencies and other different things going on oh this is only active for this event this isn't in the map this week it's like, uh, Keep keep it simple is is probably the, for the best on that one. So yeah, I feel like they need to just stream that back a bit, maybe for season nine. But uh, as I say, I'm, I'm still having fun. I really do want one of the season eight skins, and I've almost got the crafting materials for it. So uh, hopefully, I'll pick up the demonic lifeline skin because um, having her look like Beelzebub is not a look I knew I wanted. But now I've seen it. Heck yeah! <laughs> we didn't know uh, we wanted it. Now we do. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Sorry, Slazo, just, just on Apex, it's one of those that I was watching some of like the Season 8 update stuff, and I just like, this looks really complex compared to some of the other games that have like seasons to them, if you know what I mean. Because I used to like play a lot of Apex as well, basically before it got all the different seasons, and now yes. it just feels very, very like complex or complicated for all the different things you can do, compared to like even like Call of Duty with its Season 2 updates, seems very straightforward. And I don't know what Fortnite seasons are like, but Apex seems to be like, yeah, you can do this, but you can also do that, but you can do this by doing that and do that by doing this kind of thing. I don't know if that's true, but that's just from what I've picked up on from... It's, you can, in, when it comes to the actual gameplay itself, you can mostly keep your head on it. As I say, it's more just the stuff outside of that, like all the various comic stuff you can read and the treasure packs and all that. It's like, nah, if, if you just want to focus on the game, there's only one or two real new mechanics that have been introduced since like yeah. season one that you need to keep on top of. But that's okay then. I may jump back into it at some point. Yeah, it's good fun, but then again, I always liked Apex. It's it's more my mode of battle royale as opposed to the stuff you tend to play, Squiggy. So yeah, no, I I really liked Apex as well. I think when did it come out? It came out. Did it come out like just at the About start the of the same year? time Anthem did? Oh, oh. Okay. So yeah, uh, I played just over a two lot years of ago. Apex. Yeah, I think I played a lot of Apex when it first came out because I think I was playing Blackout, and then when Apex came out, I never played Blackout again. <laughs> I don't think because Apex was just so much fun. Yes. So, but yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good one. Have you played it, Laura? Apex? Uh, I think I dabbled a little bit, but not enough to give you like, you know, like you try it. I didn't get into it. It's gonna be on Switch. Switch in the next week or two, Laura. You can play it on there then. Oh, it looks oh. awful on Switch though. I, it looks fine. I thought it looked. Pre- I thought it looked really terrible to be honest. When I when it was the Nintendo Direct that showed it off, I thought it looked really bad because I was really excited for it. I'll probably still download it to try it so that I can say if it's really bad or not. But I wasn't impressed by it at all. See, I would there. say it going to Switch doesn't affect me, but I did have Fortnite on my Switch for quite a while and dabbled a little bit for some reason. That was the only so... time I was good at Fortnite when it came out on the Switch. No one else knew how to play it, so I was like, yes, this is my moment. feel like you bullied kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Or I wanted that inside Star Wars knowledge that only Fortnite can provide. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like your humour, Slazo. I don't like <laughs> it at all. Is that everything you've played, Slazo? Have you got any more to add? No, to no, that? that's, that's it. I say mostly focused on that. So, Laura, do you want to take Bro. it away? <laughs> so... I've played some FIFA. <laughs> Let me guess. And some Call of Duty. And that's I have it. not played. I don't think I've played Call of Duty. I'm not squiggy. Oh, sorry. I mean, you. Didn't mean to <laughs> make you a mythical <laughs> being there. Sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. 
Um, wow. Yeah, so I played some FIFA, did some ultimate team. I did the uh, vault, finish off the Voltra stuff. Volta? He said Voltra. Volta stuff or whatever, just so oh, I never have to touch again. Football. Yeah, you know the Voltron football. Uh, that would be way more interesting. EA, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so did some more FIFA, standard FIFA stuff. Feel like I'm being robbed all the time when I play it. I've just, you know, but, you know, just get better. I hear what you're saying, Squiggy. Um, I've yes. also played some F1 2020 because I wanted to get started on my own team, which is that, you know, the, the whole mode is that you create your team from scratch, get your car, sign your driver, blah, 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 like the little story mode in the game. Won't lie, my mother named my team the Jetsons. Um, I don't know what her logic was. Maybe she just really wanted to watch the Jetsons. Um, not sure what that is, but yeah, I'm winning a few races. I tried uh, driving without, um, I tell you, I did this for a trophy, so I'm not even ashamed. But um, there's a trophy for driving with manual transmission rather than automatic gears. I don't know if Squiggy also plays F1 2020 if he's a manual or automatic guy. I feel like he's an am, automatic guy. I am automatic. Have you seen yeah. my uh, driving on that? I do not I need any more uh, distractions. I won't lie to you. I thought it was going to be a nightmare winning a race with manual, but I got used to it after. I did one like, practice race of like four laps and I came third. And then I did it the second one and won the next race. But it's it's not the bad most uh, worst mechanic I've ever played in the game. So I'm, you know, just want to sort of humble brag that. That's what I did on F1. Uh, did I play anything else? Oh yeah, there's this game called Assassin's Creed Valhalla that owns my soul. Um, I've done a little bit of that. Not done very much of it. Basically, I'm on the bit where I'm like, oh, I'm so close, but I know I'm so far, and I know it's that annoying trophy about the fire people that it's really annoying to get, and I don't want to do it, but I know I'm going to have to do it. But so basically, I, there's a trophy left that I've got to do that's uh, win all the games of Orlog, which is the dice game, you know, like what Gwent is to Witcher and the little side table game. I enjoy the dice game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have said this on this podcast before, but I even now I'm finding it a little bit chill because I've got to go around, you know, beat all the chat. It's just like, oh, this is all this is a lot of Orlog. But I, I managed to win three games in 20 minutes earlier. I was like, you know what? I can get this done. So. You know, I'm not playing Assassin's Creed to stab or assassinate people. I am literally now just booting it up to play a dice game while I listen to podcasts, which makes me feel old. But by this podcast next time, I should have the trophy for it. So, you know, success. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna feel good to get a trophy. Uh, I play a bit of Jackbox, Party Pack 1 and Party Pack 2, because I'm not buying it anymore. <laughs> but um, that was fun. I mean, Jackbox is great. I feel like during the lockdowns, Jackbox is um, a lot of a lot of people turn to it because it is a very accessible game because only one of you needs it and you host. Um, Squeaky was also playing Jackbox. Yes, uh, yes, I was. I found out I'm a lot funnier than I thought I was. He did. Um, but when he pointed it out, his score then went down. No one likes an arrogant Charlie. Yeah, then uh, I think I threw back the game after that. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, I think that's it for gaming. But basically, I'm on that little bit. Like, I'm tidying up games I already have. I say tidying up. I'm, like, doing odd bits on games I already have installed. Because I'm like, I want to commit to another single-player game. Like, I committed to Assassin's Creed. But then I'm not sure which one I want to commit to. Because the backlog's quite big. And I'm like, I could go back and do more Cyberpunk, which feels like the sensible thing to do. But, you, yeah, Cyberpunk um but then also i'm like do i start control 
Then there's like Manny. I was on here. I'm just like, mm. then I got Mafia. I'm just like, yeah. So, so many games basically, for a little time. So basically, I played FIFA, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, and F1. And at the moment, I'm sort of deciding and thinking. Oh, and a bit of Jackbox, obviously. That's, that's, I feel like I feel weird when I say Jackbox is something I've been playing because it's like the fun party. I don't put it in the same category as, yeah. Squiggy out, do that. And if you say FIFA and COD, I swear. Oh, I've been playing full guys. I got my I finished my season free season pass. There you go. Nice. So I get so I get the monocle outfit, which is the reason why you I get kept the playing. Walrus. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of all I wanted. So for for those of you keeping track from the last episode where Laura was like, I'm gonna overtake you, Slazo, and it was twenty five thirty five, it's uh, now twenty five thirty nine. Rude. <laughs> so uh little. keep up laura yeah, laura rude. get good yeah right you ain't gonna talk to me <laughs> you you crownless scrub right when you address when you address me it's your highness when it comes to full guys keep in your place you crown peasant okay thank you i'm looking forward to season four and i hope squee will be playing more thank you wow wow i mean i'll follow that with what i've been playing fifa call of duty um Fall Guys. I'm just unbelievably shit at Fall Guys. He really, really is. Like it actually, I've actually played with my mother a few times, and you know, obviously, I've got to teach her how to use the controls and stuff because she might go. And I think she's closer to winning her crown than you. I feel like I can get to the final. Like I don't. And then you just choke. You yeah. get the yips. I, I have, yeah. I, I have no ability that you're like a better gamer than my mother. I'm not going to go that into it. But I watch you. Get through to the final, and then when you get to the final, it's like you you're holding the control upside down. It's like you've forgotten like you've forgotten what you're doing. You don't know where you are. You're having a bad I reaction just, to something. It is actually panic. impressive. Honestly, like if if the games leading up to the final are sort of ones that I'm that I've done before or I know how they work, I'm like, yeah, this is fine, no problems here. I'll I'll generally qualify. I might have like. One bad one where I get knocked out in the first round, but generally, if I make it through the first round, I make it to the final, and then get to the final, and I'm like, "What do I do? Which what's the buttons again? What button do I press? Where am I going? What am I not supposed to do? Oh yeah, that. Oh, I've done it. Or I'll like completely do the opposite of like, oh, you need to make sure you on hex be gone or whatever it is. Is it hex be gone? Hexagon. Hex whatever it's called. I thought it was hex be gone because they disappear. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that I think I randomly miscalled it Hex Be Gone once and that sort of spread around our little group as the official yeah. name. And I like the well, fact that Squiggy's to the point where he's like, it's Hex Be Gone! <laughs> it may as well be. And there was that one and I remember jumping around. I thought, oh, I'm doing all right here. And then I fell through a hole in the first one, but then also fell through a hole in the next one straight away. Ended up on the next um, row down and then fell off that one, but completely missed any of the rows and just fell off the edge. And I was like, that is that sums up me in the final. Starts promisingly and then just ends miserably, crashing and burning. But anyway, uh, moving away from Fall Guys, I have played oh, some Assassin's wait. Creed. What? I just you just remind me. I played something else. I wasn't a scrub. <laughs> what did you play? I played Little Nightmares. I just it's when you still I thought oh Squiggy's having a nightmare on Fall Guys and it came back to me. I played that. Continue. There's nothing else to add about it. It's just you reminded me. Thank you. Do you want to, you want to of, talk through it now? No, you remind me of a horror game. It's a really simple horror game, and um, number two is meant to be scarier, but number one is a nice uh, palette cleanser to get you right. ready for number well, two, but I didn't have number two. I'm not going to lie, I played the demo of Little Nightmares 2, and I was like, yeah, this seems like a generic 2.5D thing to me. But... 
So it was Little Nightmares you played, Laura? Yeah, I played the original. Oh, well, we don't need to so, talk about that now. Um, so, yeah, no. so I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Little Bits and Bobs. I've only, I've barely sunk any time into it, but I really like it. Um, I'm probably going to play some of this after we've finished recording this podcast, to be honest, and probably for the foreseeable future. I just really like it. Um, I like the setting. I like the characters. I like, it's kind of not an Assassin's Creed game, which still is, if that makes sense. Um, I like the raids when you raid the different towns. I'm I'm really impressed by it, and I'm only sort of like five hours in, but I'm really impressed by it. Um, the last game that I've been playing has been Metal Gear Solid 2, which has obviously been on my Twitch stream. If you know me, you know I love Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of my favorites. So, uh, What do you think of the rumors going around that uh, Metal Gear Solid might be being resurrected, but obviously this will probably be without Kojima? Oh, I I'm I don't really know it to be honest because I think like Metal Gear Solid is Kojima, if you know what I mean. Yes. And he might have he might have went off the boil a little bit with number five and with Death Stranding, his other like game after that. But it's Metal Gear Solid. And I can never say no to a Metal like Metal Gear Solid game. If it was Metal Gear Survive or like Metal Gear Rising, I'd probably be like, meh, I'll pick it up when it's cheap. But if it's Metal Gear Solid, I'm I'm gonna have to get it because I love Metal Gear Solid. There's also the rumor that Bluepoint are doing Metal Gear Solid, the first one, remastered as well. But that um, already exists. It's Twin Snakes. The g- a good remaster? As I said, already exists. Nope. Nope, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having that. If you think Twin Snakes is a good remaster, you are not a Metal Gear Solid fan. You're not a fan of... No, you're a good Gear games fan. fan. So. Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having this. I am not having this at all. This is my show, Slazo. I am the host. This is my show, apart from when I'm not on it. <laughs> yes, and even then, I still have to upload it, so it's my show. Oh, but uh, yeah, I, no, I, I really hope that if the dudes do a, like a, a fully new Metal Gear Solid game, it is decent-ish. I'm not really expecting too much because obviously Konami's kind of now in the panko. Is it the panko machines or whatever they're called? Or is that kind of Pachinko. Pachinko. Close enough. Um, so obviously they're focusing more on them and basically just them and Pro Evolution Soccer. But if they've outsourced it to another company, which is one of the other rumours, which I think is a rumour going around with Silent Hill as well, then I'll be a little bit more positive about it. But we shall see. Hopefully it's good. I'm not holding out loads of hope, but yeah, I'll probably still end up buying it because it's Metal Gear Solid. And it will and be Swiggy's is... Game of the Year and Disappointment of the Year at the same time. Look, Metal Gear Solid Five was a one-off. That's all I'm until it wasn't. <laughs> until Metal Gear Solid Six comes out, yeah, it was a yeah, brilliant exactly. game, but also the most disappointing game I've played. Um, uh, that that's everything I've played. Uh, Laura, do you want to talk a little bit about Little Nightmares or not? I mean, I jump from platform to platform. The scary people. It's hard to talk about without spoiling it because it's like a. I wouldn't say story driven, but it's like. A lot of the mechanics are like the surprise bit that you need to work out, so like a puzzler. So I find it difficult. But if you like scary games... Nope. If you like Limbo and Inside, maybe check it out. Yeah, pretty much that. But I would say that it feels like it builds up ready for number two. I know they've just recently announced that two is the last in the series, that they're not doing any more under that IP. 
So it does. Uh, yeah, because like, they don't own the yeah. IP. So yeah, but it feels like it's number one sort of number one ends on a point where it's getting scary and scarier, and before it's like about scare, they sort of end it, and the story sort of, you know what I mean, like open. So I assume two continues where it left off, and like and then it's like all Ruby revealed what's really going on. There's a lot of mystery to it, but um, yeah, it's a fun little game. I enjoyed it. Um, Squeaky will probably cry like a little bitch because he is easily scared, but it's fun. Wow, wow, wow! You go away for one week and you get attacked when you come back. God, Fortnite. One episode and you get attacked when you come back. Wow. But on that note, we're going to move on to On This Day. So this podcast is released on Tuesday, the 2nd of March. If you listen to this on this day, thank you very much. If you listen to this after that, thank you very much. If you listen to this before that, how is the main question. Um, Somebody's this, been hacked. Yes, we've been hacked. Take all of our, all of our podcasts, all 23 of them. Um, <laughs> the source code of them. The source code. So we'll go, we'll go from um oldest to newest for these games i think if i've got them in the right order we will anyway um so the first one on my list is lord of the rings battle for middle earth 2 which came out in 2006 on the pc in europe um i don't know if you have played this but i remember sinking a lot of hours into it on pc and also on the xbox 360 I think was it, it on was. ps2 um i don't think so no oh, no then it's it not the lord, lord of the ring it was lord, lord of the rings rts it was the rts game uh, I'm pretty sure this is like the one Lord of the Rings game, even though I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan um, that I didn't play because I used to enjoy the games, but I did not play this one. So you're going to have to tell me, Squiggy, why I missed out and why I should regret everything. It's just a really good game. There's not really much to it. Like, I'm in 2006. I was, what, 15? So I didn't really know much, much about games then, but I had so much fun playing it. And I think... I think it's a really like highly rated game as well. I've just looked it up and it was officially it was there was an article here saying it's the greatest Lord of the Rings game of all time and an excellent RTS. There you go. So it does, it does have a high I think it's got a high review score as well. Possibly. Um Yeah, it's got like what's Metacritic? Metacritic is eighty four percent. So it's pretty decent for an RTS game. Um I think a few of the actual voice well the talents from the movie were in it as well like provided their voice um so yeah i think it was a very good sort of not a movie tie-in but a good sort of franchise tie-in to the game it's one that yeah, i really well, you normally playing. go hit and miss it's the same with like the star wars games it's like such a beloved um i don't want to say franchise but it's a franchise beloved sort of um ip i don't know what you want to call it so that when they do the games loads of people get them who are big fans and it's easy to be disappointed so when one gets really highly rated it has to be the real deal yeah and i think as well it also had sort of all the it had hero units in it which were basically the characters from the books or movie whichever one so you had like like aragon legolas all of the fellowship and then you had all of the the enemies as well um the spider was there to create and you could also kill Gollum and if you did you got the one ring and you could summon two heroes instead of for like the price of one or something like that so there was like other little bits and bobs on in the game but again I've not I, I played like I mainly when I played I just played sort of quick play um because I didn't really want to dive into the story or whatever story there was I sort of played 
quick play, just build my units up, attack the other, attack the enemies basically. And I had I had a lot of fun playing it. I, I remember I had a lot of fun anyway. I had it on 360 and PC, so I double dipped back in the day. That was a long time ago to double dip. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Have you played it today, Zoo, or not? Have I played a Lord of the Rings? <laughs> oh, have you have you watched a Lord of the Rings movie? Yep. And that was a that was a bad choice. So uh, I'm good. I kind of you know what I have watched Lord of the Rings. I have played the games, and I kind of feel Slazer's energy. So I'm... let's move straight on to 2007 <laughs> when Sonic and the Secret Rings came out on the Wii. Oh, I played this. I've I've never played it, so. I mean, it's it's was what you expected of Sonic at the time. Standard. <laughs> it was fun. I wasn't going to recommend it to people. Um, this the, it's just average. This in... is the uh, on rails one. Yeah. In was Arabian like Nights. Nights. Yeah, the Arabian Nights theme. There's yeah. an evil genie and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I know about it. I know nothing else. Apart from it didn't get very good reviews, if I remember rightly. All right reviews. It was just average. Yeah, it? pretty much. It got like three out of fives and like seven um, out of tens and stuff right. like Like I said, I played it and it was a Sonic game and it was all right. I just wouldn't be like singing its praises or... Uh, after Sonic 06, frankly, the fans were like, yep, we'll take yeah, this. there is that because I bought that game on launch. Still the worst purchase of my life. Um... <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it was just nice that it was, you know, enjoyable in some degree. And people were just happy that it did the bare minimum. Yeah, it, it worked, basically. Yeah, I I don't think it wasn't a bad game or anything. I'm just like, it's like that thing that if you really like Sonic, then you'll, you'll be fine and you should play it. But it's not something, oh, I'm like, go out of your way, give this Sonic game a go sort of vibe. Like, if you had to recommend one Sonic game, you're, this is not going to be the one that... Is it not? No. Your shield. No. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right, so moving away from that one, we're going to move to 2010 now. Um, there's three games in 2010. Um, two of them are very similar. One is Major League Baseball 2K10. The other one is Major League Baseball 10, the show. So obviously one of them is the 2K Games one. The other one is the Sony one. And I think the Sony one is the only one still going. Is that correct? Because I think it's just been announced that the latest one's coming out. You can tell Squiggy's hosting this because there's multiple baseball games. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. My knowledge of baseball game is that I know someone who loves them and they regularly ask me because they know I like video games. Is there a baseball game out that I recommend? And I think I told them to get the show was the last update and that's how it's been and they seem very happy with hitting a ball with a stick yeah um, so the only the only reason i picked the two baseball games is because i thought it was quite interesting that two baseball games came out on the same day so if you look at like other sports games like Pro they Evo normally keep Twitter, them separate there's normally by... like a month between them or something like that and i just thought it was really quite interesting that both of them it's... decided to launch on the same day they clearly both thought wanted the market and wanted to dominate it, and they thought going head to head would cancel out the other one. And they were both confident in what they were um, yeah. selling because it's kind of like. Go on. I was going to say it's kind of like well, <laughs> I feel a bit biased now. 
is obviously ages ago when the pro FIFA War was more pro Evo v FIFA War seemed to be more like pro got good reviews and people were like, oh, we should get pro into FIFA. And then it sort of swung back to FIFA because they did some stuff. But you always saw them spaced out mainly because I thought it was like pro would go earlier to try and get the early sales to try and give them a leg up in the war. So for some, for both games to think, oh no, we don't need a leg up, we can go on the same day. It's a confidence in their own product sort of thing. Personally. Yeah, and just looking quickly at reviews, MLB The Show got a lot higher reviews than uh, the 2K one. But then saying that, it did get a 10 out of 10 for official PlayStation magazine. Not saying that's biased, but it got 10 out of 10 in the PlayStation magazine. And it got five stars in the PlayStation, the PlayStation magazine. So yeah. But no, um, I just thought it was quite interesting that two of the same sport launched on the same day. That's the only reason I picked that. The other game that released um, on this day in 2010 was Battlefield Bad Company 2, and that was on the 360 and the PS3. I think this might have been one of the only Battlefield games that I didn't play. I think. I know I played the original Bad Company, but I can't remember playing Bad Company 2. Um, have any of you played that I've one? I've nothing, looking, buddy. I played, I'm looking I played more the XBLA one. Though. <laughs> I'm looking at the box art, and I believe I played it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I've looked at it now, and I think I did, but I can't remember much of it. And I won't... I feel that this is sums up my issue with the Battlefield games, is that I know I played a few of them, but remembering which one was which really hurts my head. <laughs> yeah, I'd, it, got really, it got really good reviews, this one, as well. But I can't remember ever playing it for some reason and i used to love battlefield 2 battlefield 2142 battlefield bad company the original one i played loads of that because i remember the box art for that had like the smiley face on the grenade or something yeah the little yellow happy fit i remember that one but i really don't remember playing this game but looking at the box i had it but i must just play some random bits of multiplayer on it i think this is I feel like I played it, but I feel like I, this is maybe one of the battlefields that I ended up playing more, co- whatever the COD come out around that time. Yeah. And it wasn't that it was a bad game, and it wasn't that I didn't want to play it. It's just it, to take a break from COD, I don't want to go to Battlefield. <laughs> Cause, yeah. 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 I, I might I might be in the same that I might have bought it or I might have rented it maybe to play. And then just played a few games of multiplayer and thought, I'm just going to go back to COD. That's what I'm going to go with on that one. Um, so we'll move ahead to 2012 now, when Mario Party 9 came out on the Wii. Yes, and I feel Lori, you played this one. Yes. I don't like the assumption, but me love me Mario Kart English, am I right? What oh, Mario Party. Party. <laughs> Mario Party. I messed it up because I got so excited. <laughs> I love my Mario Party. I still, I don't understand why, why more people don't love Mario Party because I'm like it's such a fun party game with people I used to love Mario Party um, I stopped Kill, after it. 9 entries people. sorry this was the 10th one my bad after 10 entries your people are like I'm kind of d- done with this never never give up on your Mario is, Party boys is this the one where you're all on the same thing moving around and there's like stages with lots more money in them and like the gold spaces and that is that this one uh, I mean, this is the one where they complained that it's more luck-based, a lot of the mini-games, so I'm not really... Sh- I'm trying to think. It's the one that... 
I'm trying to differentiate between nine and ten. This is very hard. This is what I mean about things all being a blur. Yeah, the last one I played was Mario Party Five on the GameCube. So I don't want to talk about the last one. I played played five, and then I took a holiday until the Switch One Super Mario Party. I've never played the Super Mario Party one. It's fun, to be honest. It's fun, but it wasn't worth fifty pound. Yeah, you paid how much? Yeah, I bought it at launch, so fifty pound. You know, standard price. Ooh. That's <laughs> wow. That's a lot of Wonka. I think it's what every Switch Laura. game costs at launch, and because it's Nintendo, they hold their price. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I feel the Mario Kart and Mario Party drop to thirty, and then they go back up. But then there's there's a little dip. I mean, I only paid thirty for Mario Party. Looking at my Amazon. Yeah, that's a more in like. Well, to be fair, I assumed they were going to release more like DLC and content for it, and these didn't. And I was like, oh, I... this is very lightweight it's... then. If I remember rightly, I was excited about it at launch and I probably would have joined you in the whole £50 club if it was online. But we know how yes, Nintendo feel another. about Nintendo feel about online for some reason. And um, so, yeah, I waited and it went down. I think I think Mario Party, um, maybe Mario Kart less so because it does have online, but Mario Party more so goes down because obviously the Joy-Cons are so expensive. So shifting a game with no online that is basically better with other people is always a little bit of a harder sell so i find it's one of the only nintendo ones that kind of actually dropped not quickly but dropped uh, i should just say dropped in fairness in price to within a reasonable time rate yeah yeah but it's I've, fun I've, everyone I've, should play I've never played it so i used to love the other ones and then i kind of just got kind of bored of them i think and that's where they we do, are they now. do merge into like a thing to get like Mario Party Five, I feel was the high point. Yeah, I. It, this is the thing. I sorry, remember high, certain... the last high point. Sorry, yeah, obviously I re- the second one was a masterpiece. I remember like certain mini games from it, and then when you start listening, I'm like, oh, was that all? Did I just list all the mini games number two and nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 played a lot of four and five on the GameCube, and I think we did play one of the N64 ones. A little bit, but not loads. But then, after that, I kind of just stopped. But So I've never played Mario Party 9. Um, but a game I have played, we are moving to 2017 now. Um, and to Japan for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, that yes, PlayStation first party game. Yeah, so that came out on the 20th of February everywhere but Japan, I think. And then it came <laughs> out on the 2nd of March. In Japan, which fits perfectly in for our podcast, so because I knew it came out around about that time. Um, yeah, I yes, it came it. out head to head against Zelda. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> that's the thing. It, it's such a good game, and I feel a lot of people have kind of slept on it. Maybe because I don't know if I'd say a lot of people Zelda. slept on it because you know it sold bajillions, but uh, yeah, it definitely probably got overshadowed a bit from that. Yeah, it seems to be a game for me that. It's really good, but not many people talk about it unless they're really like hardcore fans, if you know what I mean. Like around about that time, if you if you said what what big game came out around the start of twenty seventeen, you would probably pick Zelda straight away. But Horizon's such a good game and it's such a like a different kind of game from Gorilla, obviously from moving from Killzone to Horizon. And people were kind of like, how are they going to like pull that off with them being known for first-person shooters with 
I'm not going to say minimal story because I don't want to offend Laura, but a first-person shooter game is a lot different like compared to this, where it's maybe six, seven hours of first-person shooting story compared to a 30-hour like game which basically relies on the story. And it was one of my favorite games of that year, actually, I remember rightly. And I actually finished I finished it before I finished Zelda, because I've not finished Zelda, but we'll not talk about that. But um, yeah, I really like Horizon Zero Dawn. I've never played the DLC, but I remember telling someone at work to buy Horizon, and they were like, oh, I'm not too sure on it. It doesn't look like my kind of game. I was like, just buy it. You'll enjoy it. And then he bought it and then bought all of the, the DLC for it as well. He was obsessed. So there we go. Did you did you play it? Pretty yeah. sure Laura's beating it. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's correct. I'm not overly a fan, I'm sorry. Like it was okay. I think it got overhyped, so it's funny that you think it was overshadowed. And I'm like, people need to shut up about this bloody game. And then I played it and I'm like, it's alright. <laughs> I honestly I, I loved it. Um but yeah. Did you you must have played it today, though? I mean, bit. I played it for, you know, the four or five days before um, Zelda. Zelda came along. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because there's so many points of comparison. Like, Horizon obviously has a much better story than Zelda, and arguably, from what I've seen, has a better story than a lot of open-world games. But obviously, then you've got Zelda, which has all the mechanics and stuff. And that's not to say Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't have its mechanics with the cool dinosaurs and stuff you fight, but it's not as open-ended as it is in what you can do, like uh, Zelda is, so... It, I feel they're both like brilliant open world games that raise the bar for the genre in their own ways. But uh, yeah, people yeah. only ever remember one, and, and sadly for Gorilla, it was uh, Zelda that was winning all the awards. Yeah, I think like hardcore Sony fans will obviously probably don't care about Zelda. They'll they'll know about Horizon and they'll be able to tell you everything about I'm it. Not, but... Okay, I don't think it's as bad as you're saying. Like, It's not a hardcore only thing. There's no, no, reason, no, but I there's mean... a reason the sequel's like leading the charge on PS5 yeah. in some ways. No, like, I, I, don't, I don't mean like... Game. I don't mean like hardcore. I mean, other people know about it, but I think it's only the real hardcore that'll go into depth about it and tell you everything you need to know about it, if you know what I mean. Whereas with Zelda, because it's such a massively popular franchise, like you can get basic you know, basic Barry, who buys it, will know probably a lot more about Zelda than he would about um, Horizon, if that makes sense. I'm not saying it's a hardcore-only game, but I think it's harder to find the passionate fans for it than it would be for Zelda. And even though it's such a good game, I don't think a lot of people would probably pick it over Zelda. Does that make sense? I I mean, again, it depends on who you talk to and who has which platforms. Yeah, yeah, I think that plays a lot into it because if you have both, then sure. But if you only had the place or don't have the intent, you're gonna lean one way. Yeah, but no, it's it's a very it's a very good game, and if you haven't played it, they've, they've both sold over ten million. So yeah, yeah, I think the only the only bits I didn't like about Horizon was there were a few different ways you could sort of um, kill the different machines and everything, but generally it was easy just to do it the one way if that made sense there was like you know you could set traps for them get them caught in traps and then go up to them but it was probably just easy to sneak up on them and just attack them basically that's what i found anyway playing it um that was my only sort of negative part of the game but i digress so that is pretty much everything that came out on this day march the 2nd um some some decent games in there, and but now we will move over to our main 
our main topic of the show, which is launch menu. So for those of you who don't know, on launch menu, we go through all of the different launch games for a certain console. Um, we'll talk about them, well, some of them, because some of them are just really bad launch games for a lot of the uh, a lot of the consoles. We'll just talk about them, and then at the end, we'll give the uh, launch menu a rating. So we are going to look at the Nintendo DS this time. Uh, the Nintendo DS was Nintendo's console, obviously, Nintendo DS. Um, and it came out in 2005 in Europe. And we are going to focus on the European launch lineup. It came out in 2004 in Japan and America. But we're not going to look at their launch lineup because I think it was a little bit different, but not massively different. Um, or it might have been different in someone's head because they're an idiot. I'm not going to say who that was. But that was me. So the first game on the list is Metroid Prime Hunter's First Hunt. So that was bundled with the DS, and it was basically it was it was a multiplayer demo, wasn't it, of Metroid Prime Hunters? Yeah, it wasn't like a true Metroid game or anything. It was like you get to be online and shoot things up. Yeah, it had some and... like training levels, and then you could play multiplayer with your friends to demo the whole like, oh man, wireless multiplayer, no more cable. Yeah, I don't remember playing it much, and I think it was one of them that was it the DS that came with the. I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> it was like it was the wrist strap, but it also doubled up as a thumb strap with like a stick with a touch thing on it. I mean, I've never used a strap in my life on my DS, so. Uh... But, do you, but do you know what I'm talking well, you about? You quickly said that. on your DS. Uh, so, ba- so basically, it, like it yeah, went. No, over I'm your... sorry, on my random stranger's DS, Laura. Sorry, my bad. No, 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 I meant just the fact you seemed anti-strap, and then I realised you were just on the anti-strap. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So this is a rebel, he doesn't have the wrist strap on when he plays on the Wii. That's yeah, that's, that's where my head was going and stuff like that. He was just like, I, <laughs> no. I don't do straps. I use the strap, I just don't put the stupid condom on the Wiimote. <laughs> but okay. Any, anyway, anyway, I'm pretty positive with the DS, it came with a little... It's hard to explain, it's like, it's not a wrist strap, but you put it around your thumb and it had, like, the stylus material on the end of it so you could use your thumb to like move the bottom screen if you know what i mean i think you got this as an added extra based on the bundle you bought and it was like an unofficial accessory and i think some employees made a mug because i was gonna say it was actually i had a a japanese ds but let's not talk about that but i remember having this little thing (laughs) and it was actually awful for playing the demo it was terrible so that's my you know what else was awful for playing this game the game left-handed Oh. oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the DS isn't br- the best, at least at launch, for left-handed people, because it obviously assumes you're going to be stylusing with the right hand. It's like, no, I'm left-handed, mm. and so some of them were put in like, oh, we'll swap the buttons around, and like, it doesn't sticking the D-pad on where the A, B, X, Y isn't helping me. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Ah, that's bad. Let's move on. Let's let's get some of the the chaff out of the way with um from this game from this launch lineup. So Tiger with the be... PGA Tour. Did you think I was gonna say a good game there? Just no 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 I'm gonna say, I was waiting for you literally to say like well the first one you say would be one of the ones I own, but no I didn't play this. No, you didn't own I Tiger. I didn't play with this PGA on Tour. DS because this is the sort of thing that wouldn't appeal to me on a DS. No. I, I, why would I buy like a cut rate version of the game when I could buy, I think I was the buying full. at this point, the full versions on GameCube, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I love the idea that Slazer was into this franchise. I don't know why. It's like a <laughs> little unexpected I, fact. It's so crazy, Lord. Imagine buying the same game from EA year after year <laughs> after year. No, I, I, who, who would do that? I would like to say no comment on this matter, Your Honor. And <laughs> fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> the next game is Robots, which was a movie tie-in. Game. Oh yeah, that was a film. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can I can picture the poster. I can pit it, I can, pit I it can picture it as well. I can picture the knockoff Wally. Yeah. Yeah, and yet I did not play this. Surprisingly, I'm sure it was fun for all the kiddies who enjoyed the I'm film. I'm gonna say it probably wasn't. Oh. Well, I'm I, big I, movie I've tie. Never, I've never <laughs> seen it, so. I mean, Eat I've never seen it either. Uh, the next game is Ash- Ashfold? Asphalt Urban GT2. Uh, is this a racer? And the, yeah. the box art on the front is an orange car? No. Is it a racer? The game with the word for Look. tarmac in the title. Look. A GT Look. in the title. Slazo, I, like I like to double check. <laughs> yes, Laura. This was a racing yeah, game. It was a racing game. <laughs> I think I've played this. I feel like I've just looked, have. I've looked up the box art. It's the yellow car, but it's one of its sequels has an orange car on the front. <laughs> I think I played this. Oh dear. Oh, I've not. Dear. Um, what, go on, Laura. Memories of this or the game you're mistaking for this? No, because I think I played it on a Nokia Engage because I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hang on, no, hang on. No, there's there's levels to this. I'm going to put the asphalt thing aside for now. You played games on a Nokia N-Gage. I don't you, want to... you owned a Nokia N-Gage. No, I didn't own a Nokia N-Gage. Okay. Right. I... I'll let this you is... off. When there's like weird game consoles and game, I'll say consoles and machines that exist my cousin always used to buy everything under the sun so i believed instead of being the mug and the mark myself i would just play theirs absolutely fine oh no by all means yeah yes because this is why i played a lot of the dreamcast because i i mean the dreamcast wasn't a bad console don't get me wrong but it was like up against you know, it, it, it was never winning that war. No. Yeah, and they had one, so I went and enjoyed all the stuff that I needed to on their Dreamcast, and went back to my uh, happy life. Uh, <laughs> so the engage was similar. So yeah, Asphalt. Um, if you imagine Need for Speed, but then Oops. dumb it down and make it worse and more chavy. That's all right. Oh yeah, I'd say on yeah yeah okay, we'll go on the same sort of level. Um, yeah, I don't know how much different it was on the DS. I'm just looking up that they basically utilize the bottom bottom screen to provide strategic tips and player information, which sounds like they didn't really don't crash. Yeah, yeah. This is so... the uh, this is the era of oh man, two screens. Um, what do we do? What do we do? Um... <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, I will say that I probably had the experience equivalent of the hearing age. Maybe it ran a bit smoother than the S, sure. But, um, yeah, it was just a generic chavy shoot, uh, racer of its time. In case you want to know, YOLO. Asphalt is like, got a, got a ninth game now. And it's actually on the Switch. So, what you're saying <laughs> is, 
I can take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> you can take a trip down memory lane and play Asphalt, another version of it. But anyway, moving away from that, we move to another game which you probably might have played, Laura, I don't know. It is The Herbs, <laughs> Sims in the City. Oh, for fuck's sake, I did. For fuck's sake, <laughs> this is just me being mo- I had, I was a, I had more, I was doing chores, there was pocket money coming my way. <laughs> I was living the high life. And I was a little uh, chubby. I love how there's because the, the, there's some cool DS games we haven't got to yet, and yet Laura is somehow picking up the herbs and asphalt. Um, yeah, it's very it's, worrying, isn't it? As I said, I didn't pick up asphalt. Okay. I don't, um, <laughs> the herbs. herbs. <laughs> with a Z, if I remember. It yes, is with a Z. Z. Yep, there's a Z. I like The Sims, okay? And I was. <laughs> That's why I knew you picked it up. <laughs> and I just wanted to play some Sims. Oh, I will tell you, Sezo. It's okay. this sort of stuff that made me not go full chav because I'm like, I don't enjoy this, but all my friends are playing it. <laughs> We're different, you and I. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to add. It was a Sims game that was trying to be cool. <laughs> it wasn't like the best thing to run it on because, you know... It's a freaking DS. I don't know what you want from me. I I feel like I'm getting like flashbacks, and they're not good. No, I no, believe we don't do anything else, Laura. That is fine. You enjoy your. I've, I've looked it up things. because I was like, I swear, there's a character name that was quite like telling of you know the sort of vibe they were going. And I'm literally one sentence into the story in this version of the game. Daddy Big Bucks plans to take control of the entire city, and I'm like, yeah, there he is, Daddy Big Bucks. That was the name I've repressed. I thought you called. I thought you called him Daddy Big Butts. <laughs> Big Bucks. No, Daddy Big Bucks. I'm gonna be wow. honest. I'm not gonna lie. If you needed uh, some help on Tinder, Squiggy got you a new nickname, Daddy Big Bucks. <laughs> Lure them in. Free to subscribe to this podcast and swipe right. Um, <laughs> the next Bucks. game you just is too much gin. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the next <laughs> game is um, Spider Man. Spider Man Two. Obviously, the PS2 version was critically acclaimed, so they released it on the DS. And it I was not play... critically acclaimed. Yeah. I didn't play the DS version, but I played the console version, so I yeah. can't be shouted at. Yeah, I played the console like... version, didn't play this. I, th- I think I'd already played it or finished it on the PlayStation 2 at this point. So obviously, I wasn't bothered about getting it on the DS. It didn't review very well, from what I know. Um, I say it didn't review that it didn't review terribly, but it didn't review as well as it did on the, obviously, the main consoles. I think it averages a 61, whereas on the PS2, it averages an 80. So, a little bit lower. Um, is this one that you picked up, Slazer, or is this another one that you didn't? I hated superheroes until Iron Man came out in cinemas, so I uh, know. <laughs> I hate... Wow, we've got that super villain orig- origin arc here. Look, I hated right. super villains. I was, into, I was into anime like Pokemon and Digimon, and I couldn't give a shit about these stupid X-Men or all these other crappy things getting in the way of my cartoons. In fairness, Laser, I've only ever seen one X-Men movie, so I'm with you on that one. Did you not even watch the X-Men cartoon? No. Um, just... Wow. Sorry. So we'll move, we'll move swiftly away from superheroes to a Rayman on the DS. So- can I just say, I'm just pausing this for a second because this just reminds me. Can you remember the days back where these things were like 
It's like, oh man, I'm gonna go get the new gaming system. It's a hundred pounds. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. I don't miss the days of Pong. I was gonna say, whereas now me and Squiggy have dropped like just under a grand on two new systems each. Jesus Christ! What a time to be alive, eh? Hey. Um, what is the next game? The next game is Polarium. Polarium. Yay! I have I'm played assuming this, this one. is one you. Yeah, I think I've played this as well, actually. Uh, yep. I, like I, I recognize uh, the box art. Yeah, I needed uh, cheap puzzling fixes, and Polarium was a cheap puzzling fix. It's. I don't really know how to describe the game. But, uh, you have a grid of white and black squares, and you're trying to get it so they're all one color, so that it clears. That's the game. <laughs> But uh, you've got to do it in like one motion, and there's some other rules that I can't remember because I have not played it since you know 2005 or six or whatever. But uh, it was a fun little puzzler for a guy who liked puzzle games. Yeah, I think I might have just played the demo version possibly, which is why I know about it because I don't remember. But buy- did I buy it? I don't Wait, know. What? I can't remember. One of the See how this was in the bundles. budget lineup back when you could yeah. get video games for twenty pounds. Oh, what a, I what feel I've played. I feel I've played this, but I feel it's because it, I got a pack that the DS was bundled with. Would make sense. Yeah, I think I think it was all right, and I, it did what it said on. The t- I enjoyed trying it, but like it's. I'm now I'm looking at it. It's only just come back to me that I've played it, sort of thing. So it didn't exactly leave me with a mark, but. Yeah. Puzzle games got a puzzle. Yeah, I, I recognise it from the box art, but I don't remember ever unless I bought it pre-owned back when it was probably like a fiver pre-owned or something. <laughs> that might be what. That might be it. Um, the next game on the list is Pokemon Dash. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> did you buy this one, Slazer? Being a Pokemon fan? Of course I did, Squiggy. Day one, buddy. What did you think like that? Why would I? Why would I not buy the latest Pokemon spin-off? At this point, they'd only had winners. And at this point, they owned his soul. And at this point, the winners stopped. Yes. Uh, Dash <laughs> is arguably the worst Pokemon game ever made. It's... Wow. Here's what you do. You frantically scratch at the touchscreen to get Pikachu to go to the finish line. It, it masquerades that there's some element of like orienteering and navigation, but not really. You just, you just swipe at the screen until there's giant scratch marks in the middle. But Pikachu and then they're cute. like... You can import your Pokemon to make new race courses, so you do that. And what it does is it just takes the to the Ruby Sapphire Sprite. No, not Ruby. Yeah, Ruby Sapphire Sprite. And um, you know, back when you had like GBA slot in there and you had that cool functionality. And uh, it just ge- takes that sprite and just generates an image, which is usually mostly lava. So the courses are nigh on unplayable for each Pokemon you get instead of actually being customly make or it was shit this game was shit i spent 30 pound on this shit <laughs> i i'm glad to see that you have uh, let your anger go after all these that years. Is, that is that an embarrassment i've ever heard yeah like, I'm, point, I'm so glad we did this snap, we had puzzle challenge and puzzle league stadium pinball and then this piece of garbage yeah now that you've actually said that based on the reputation of the other games I probably would have thought this will be a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not. It was uphill um, from here, luckily. Like the games got better after this, but that war oh, dash, dash, <laughs> dash was oh. a low point. <laughs> Let's quickly move away from that. Let's dash away from that. Hey, to uh, Zookeeper. It's uh, a little puzzle, puzzle game, game, isn't it? With yeah. the cute little uh, yeah, zoo cute, animal, cute 
cute little match three. Enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I played it, to be honest. Have you but... played a match three game, Squiggy? Yes, I've played a match three game. And you've played it. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't buy it. <laughs> um, next on it was the list a fun little is time waster. Mr. Driller, a Drill Spirits. Um, it's I'm a not gonna game. lie. I'm gonna that's be amazed. So I, Mr. Driller isn't little league as franchises go, but I'm be amazed if any of us have played a Mr. Driller game. Nope. 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 I've I've tried demos of them once or twice because there's a demo of the Switch one, and it seems like a nice idea. So um, if you've not played it, you're essentially constantly draining downwards, but uh, as you're going, like blocks will be forming, joining above you. So you have to make sure you don't get crushed, and you have to pick up oxygen. But doing so usually takes you into these dangerous areas. It's a neat idea for like a little endless, like you got to try and dig down game. And I know that if I got into one, I'd probably enjoy it. But yeah, it's never. It's never been like, man, I have to go spend money on that. Yeah, I've never ever heard of it, to be honest. I'm trying to find out when was the last one. I mean, there's a Switch one, so I'm going with last year. Is there a Switch one? It's not in my list. I mean, I played it. Oh, well, it's not It's not in my uh, list of Mr. Driller games. Mr. Driller, Drill Land. Land. Oh no! Wait, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. There it is. Nintendo yeah, Switch. that's a, that's that's originally a GameCube one. Yeah. Sure, but it's on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. No, that was just looking through the like the last actual new game in the series, if you know what I mean. Oh right, it's still around. Yeah. No, never played that. Now we're getting into the the big the big dogs of the Nintendo DS launch lineup, and I'm going to assume that a lot of us have probably played these next three games. I know Laura. Really likes the next one. Um, it is Project Rub, or also known as Feel the Magic XYXX. It's actually a really fun mini game, and I don't like your tone. You're trying to shame me for liking the game Project Rub because it sounds its title sounds CD. Yeah, but just it was... just its title. So what's the game about, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um... tell us more. So, Project Rub, uh, I mean, the box art is also CD, is um, just a mini game series, lots of fun little mini games, using the touchscreen functionality. Um, basically, you're a young dude trying to impress a young woman, um, and you just got to get these mini games going uh, to impress her. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. What the mini games evolve? <laughs> Using all the different <laughs> DS functions. Thank you. <laughs> I can come out of this <laughs> with class and dignity. There's also it's... a sequel. Yeah, there was. The, there was a the second sequel. One. Was a sequel was fun too. Thank you. <laughs> was that Rib Rabbits? Uh, I think that's. Was that what it's called? The sequel? I feel like I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the Rib Rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. But, this um, this looked like a neat concept for a game, but um, I'll be damned if my mother was going to let me buy this. It's this is the thing. It I feel <laughs> this. It's seen as the box art and the name. They obviously knew the what they were. Where you rub women. Yeah, go on. You don't rub women. You don't, it's not all about that. Um, there's a lot it's of not all about that. You've got to wine and dine them first. It's a love comedy story. Okay. 
There's no point. Look, it, it they sold it off that, but it was a very. It wasn't the most. I've I've played much. <laughs> I've played senior games. Oh is, no, is I'm, not, I'm not saying like as, as these games go. No, don't get me wrong. I've played games that are just straight porn. But um, um yeah, these these are not that. These yeah, play on that. it to play on it to get people. You know, this is titillation. Yeah, a little bit. But even that, it doesn't go that far. So they were just fun mini games. And I feel that if they didn't have the. Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to go. And it was actually one of the few games I said launched that actually used the DS in as many raids as it could, could, you know? It tried to, yeah, you know, make the use of the DS games. Yeah, generally the mini game compilations were like the front runners for, holy shit, all this cool new tech. Let's use it. Yeah, you've ma- you're making me feel all embarrassed about talking this because I forgot that I played these and the well, Be proud, Laura. Be proud of your yeah, enjoyment of Project Rub and Rub Rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just sounds so bad on paper, dude. It does. It does. It does. But, but it's, it's really not, good. It's not as bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, really good, innocent, guys. It's really innocent. It is innocent! Literally, the director says there's no overly, overtly sexual content in it or anything. I have it in writing. I've yeah, just but, it. Yeah, like, but the director of Senran Kagura believes his game is wholesome and, you know, that <laughs> franchise is. You know what? Next game, please, Squiggy! <laughs> the ne- okay, the next game is WarioWare Touch. I played this too, and this game sounds saucy because of the word touch. <laughs> it doesn't, no, but well, you I, I'm just going to defend myself. Okay. I, find <laughs> I don't know why you're so overly defensive, Laura. You're just discussing a game you really enjoy. Uh, <laughs> WarioWare Touched is another brilliant I, a brilliant minigame compilation. I played this. I've 100% of this, essentially. This so is I my did. most played DS game. Yeah, I, I played this one. for like two weeks straight when it first came out and I absolutely loved it. This is probably the best WarioWare game as well, I'd say. It's yeah. usually like, because obviously it has the different categories of minigames, unlike on the GameCube where it's like, these ones are about more well, movement stuff. Is it, well, on this one, it's like holy shit, these ones are about touch, these ones are about dual screen, these ones use the microphone that's on the system. It was like, yeah, it was really cleverly done and I love it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I loved. I mean, I loved all the WarioWare games, like the Game Boy one, the GameCube one, and then was it Twisted, the Game Boy Advance one? Uh, the the one that you shouldn't have played, Squiggy, Naughty Boy. Naughty boy. I, bought it when I, I bought it when I was in America. Not available here, Naughty Boy. I think I still have it. <laughs> I actually think it's got think Mercury in it, Squiggy. You're gonna kill yourself. <laughs> I don't like the idea of Slazo going Naughty Boy. Naughty boy. Yeah, no, the, we weren't allowed the GBA, I think, and like people might know better than me, but I think we weren't allowed this and um, I think it was a Yoshi game as well for GBA because the jury, uh, yeah, gyro, I'm saying gyrometer, and I don't think that's the right word, but uh, the thing that the gyro in it basically used Mercury, and the, you're like, no, stop that. So, uh, yeah, I think get I have, those games. I, I think I still have it somewhere, but I don't know where. Um, but yeah, no, I loved WarioWare Touch. This is the game that I thought actually came out later, but it didn't. It obviously came out on release, and I think I played this one the most out of all of them. And I really want a new WarioWare game, like a good one. And you're going to say there is one, and I'm going to be like, what? Since when? No, uh, no the, the WarioWare franchise has been on a weird ride since this one. There was the Wii one, which was alright, Smooth Moves. Yeah, um, I remember Smooth Moves. There's the DIY one, which I think was 3DS. Which I never played. 
and there was the not WarioWare but sort of WarioWare one on the Wii U, which bombed because no one wanted to spend fifty pound on it. Was that Game and Game and Wario? Yeah, Game and Wario. Yeah. Or like and then there was WarioWare Gold, which came out in the 3DS. Oh, I forgot that one as well. Yeah, and then weirdly they didn't make one for the Switch. Yeah, I re- that's the thing I really like. The first ones, anyway. Um, yeah, I must say, was... I remember. I remember sinking so much time into the Game Boy Advance one, the Mega Micro Games one. Like, literally, I spent so much time playing that game. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit disappointing that there hasn't been one, like good one since then, really. But, but we move on to the last game of this release uh, list, the launch menu. It is Super Mario 64 DS. And that's all the games in this release. Um, thanks for tuning in. Oh, I... I didn't realise no, no. you had such strong feelings on this, Squiggy. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice I bought this, opportunity I bought this on to play it. I bought this on launch. Um, never finished it. Sounds about right for me. Yep. Uh, this is... I, I did finish this, I've 100% this, because uh, this is Super Mario 64 on easy mode. So I was able to beat it. Unlike young me, who could not beat 64 to save my life. Mainly because you have the very nifty Luigi backflip in this that is essentially a the tall one of the tallest jumps in the game, and then you also spin, so it's a very slow descent. So it makes some of those like the lava world, for example, so much easier because you can actually get across safely. Uh, no, I really enjoyed it. I liked the new stuff they added. So there was like 30 extra power stars. You could play as Yoshi, Wario, and Luigi, and there was all the hat stuff with them as well. Uh, I wish that they'd put some of this stuff in the recent re-release they did on 3D All-Stars, but I get why they didn't. But uh, yeah, this is this is definitely not one to be overlooked. This was good fun. I really enjoyed playing through Super Mario 64 DS. Yeah, I think oh, it was the a multiplayer good game, was a riot as well. Was the multiplayer? Yeah, you thought like it was a star battle with like five different stars. I've talked. I think I've talked about it before because I had the story about using Yoshi on Peach's slide and running away from yeah, people. Yeah, I, feel- I feel like we have talked about this on another podcast, like. When we're talking about Mario 64, possibly. Yeah. And we added this one in one. as well. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Like, I, I really like this. And hey, yeah, like, never... I mean, it, it's a classic 3D Mario platform. Why would I say no to that? Yeah. And it sold over 11 million copies as well. Yeah. In case you want to know. But yeah, it was a good, it was a good game to have for a launch, a launch lineup, isn't it? Really a, a classic game, kind of remastered in a way. It also helps considering a lot of the launch, a lot of the notable launch lineups are either like smaller mini games or puzzler games. So to have like an actual meaty adventure style in there, even if it is one you've already played before, was a yeah. a, a good game to. So once you've gotten past like, oh, I've done all the mini games while I touch, now to dive into something big, here's Mario. Yeah, I think WarioWare Touch is probably the reason I never finished this game. That I would just keep <laughs> going back to WarioWare Touch and just keep playing that, and then obviously. The more I played that, the more other games that were there. Yes. To buy, and I think that's what happened. But yeah, Mario Mario sixty four. It's, I mean, it's a classic, really, isn't it? Laura, do you want to say anything about uh, Super Mario sixty four? Um, it's a classic. I enjoyed playing it. It was always one of my favourite Nintendo sixty four games. Um, when it was on the DS launch lineup, I think it was a no brainer for me to buy it. That's that's fair, and I'm assuming we all bought it on launch as well. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so that is all of the launch titles for the Nintendo DS, all the ones in Europe anyway. 
there's probably a few others for other countries, but I'm not going to go into that because I really don't see the point because we obviously didn't play them. So, or we might have played them later down the line or never played them at all because they never got released here. Um, so, this is where we probably give this launch lineup an overall rating. We'll go out of 10. Slazer, do you want to do you want to go first with a rating? Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I it's a good lineup, spearheaded by some very notable titles. And while there's definitely some chaff in here, I feel like the certainly the, I look at the DS launch lineup with a lot of fondness, and the fact that I've bought like I think I've bought like a third to half of these, and I think if you add throwing Laura stuff in it, yeah, it does go over a half them play between us all so uh I, I, i'm gonna give this an eight mm-hmm. interesting i think interesting. this is one of the best launch lineups that there's been mm-hmm. uh laura what would you go with <laughs> i'm gonna go a six just that mm, i'm gonna go a seven no i'm gonna go seven i'm gonna go seven because i believe project rub <laughs> and warrior wear touch are really fun games that really made the ds you know showed you what you could do on it and super mario 64 is obviously a classic remake and you know but i don't want to give too highly because it's like not a brand new mario or anything but you know get what you're giving on a handheld and it was really good but then a lot of it is just a lot of please play the other version of this game um games released so i don't want to give it too high but then i think i don't want to be greedy so i think seven Thanks. Yeah, I was I was hovering between a six and a seven, mainly because for me there's only probably three games that interested me on that launch lineup, but those three games were very good. If you know what I mean, um, you know, like if you start from the bottom, what we spoke about, I probably wouldn't have played any of them up until you get to Project Rub, Super Mario 64, and WarioWare Touched, and then with Metroid Prime Hunters coming bundled in with the DS as well. I feel that that probably bumps it up from a six to a seven for me. So I'm going to go with a seven for that. And I'm not going to average out the rating, but we'll go for around about we'll go for around about a seven, seven and a half as a one between all of us. And yeah, I think it was a decent lineup. Um, I think Slezo said, I think everyone said it perfectly. Really, that some good games in there, but then some stuff that belong on other consoles really, and felt like they were just there just to to fill it out a little bit. I think, or maybe just. I don't know. It, I find it weird when a lot of like older console games get released as launch for a handheld. Yeah, I think it's sometimes so that company has rep is represented on the hat on the console, isn't it? Because you want to show yeah. your show and support, but you also want to have something on the brand new console or handheld or whatever that everyone's rushing out to buy. Because you a might be getting access to a new player who hasn't got any of the other stuff, or you might be getting a second chance to sell a game that you failed to sell to them on a different format and they might be tempted because they're like oh i need something to play on this because i want the shiny new thing but yeah well, bear in mind this is still at the point where if you want to play gaming on the move you buy the nintendo system obviously sony haven't i don't think psp's out at this point mobile phones yeah. aren't nearly ready at this point they're still on like the clamshell designs hey laura laura's engage was yeah, as I said, mobile Engage? phones aren't ready at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is still a few years before. Obviously, this is still a year or two as well before Animal Crossing and Brain Training really propel the DS to unbeatable heights. But, uh, yeah, you this can is, see that the point these... is, like, with Spy- so say Spider-Man 2, you, if you wanted to play it on the move but you didn't have time to play it at home, this was the only option. 
Yeah, yeah. But whether you would get it's got a good experience out of that as you would. Oh, you just yeah. Don't get. I'm not. I'm not arguing you're getting better yeah. experiences of those games. Just yeah. that if you want to play on the move, this is it. At this yeah, time. you could. Yeah, and I think it was good probably to give people a chance to do that. Um, and obviously, yes. it would look better than it would on the on the Game Boy if it was even out on the Game Boy Advance. I think it might have been, but obviously it would look a lot. It would be in 3D on this platform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would look a lot better and play a lot better. Um, so yeah, I think I think a seven slash eight is probably a fair a fair number to give that there. And with that, we will wrap up this twenty third episode of the Langmahai Podcast. Um, as always, you can find us every other Tuesday on all good podcasting services, iTunes, Spotify, and on Anchor.fm and also on Twitter at Behind Lagin. You can find Slazo himself on Twitter at Slazo King. Are you going to spell it? Nah. Nope. Okay. Do you want to talk about your um, other other business venture? Um, yes, me and Laura have opened up uh, the Bub Rabbits Emporium. It's, uh, it's going <laughs> to be... Don't drag me down. I mind my own business. It was Laura's own idea. She was like really passionate about it. And I was like, all right, Laura, if you say so. All right, go on, go on then. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, if you want to... I don't really know the fucking segue. What's the episode that's coming out in two days? Uh, yeah, Trash Manga Friends, my other podcast that morning, where we talk about uh, terrible mangas. And uh, after a month of Louvre, we have moved on. Uh, my lovely co-host Mike wanted something with violence. So boy, did we find something with violence. So uh, I'm listen, kind of more intrigued than I've ever been. That'll yeah. be out in two days' time. So uh, if you like violence, um, check them out. And what is the Twitter handle? That on my calendar? The, the Twitter for that is at Trash Manga Cast, or you can subscribe to it on all good podcasting services like Apple and the... There, I had a brain fart there. Like Apple and Spotify, not Anchor.fm, and Google <laughs> and Stitcher and TuneIn. All right. All right. No need to brag that you're on other podcasting services. God. We're on all um, good podcasting services, Squiggy, just like this one. Yes. Yes, we are. Mm. Um. Laura, do you, where, where can people find you? At Laura Law or at Rub Rabbit's Emporium. No, at Laura Law on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's my whole project. That is your project. And you can I find me. I am my own project. You are your own project. You're a, you're a development project. I like to think so. Thank you. Yes. Laura and is Rub Rabbit's free. <laughs> oh, Please God. don't rub me. Please don't refer <laughs> to me as a rabbit. <laughs> And that will be my last legacy on this podcast. Wow. Thank you. Um, you, can find, you. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at John J. Squires. You can also find me on Twitch at Squeaky Plays. And I also have Twitter and Instagram accounts, which are also Squeaky Plays. I stream mostly Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I also try and fit in a random stream on another day. But just check out my Twitter to see when I am live. And I think that is my plug in. I have a lot to plug. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. This was episode 23. We will see you in two weeks for episode 24. Goodbye.